Live from the Johns Refrigeration Media Center at the East Valley Institute of Technology, this is 88.7 The Pulse, KPNG, Chandler, Phoenix, and KVIT, Apache Junction, Goldfield, Ghost Town, Arizona. This is Ranch Nation, car talk, car culture, car tips, car music, all that is car. Ranch Nation Car Talk. Call or text your questions now. 480-655-8870 with your hosts, Frank and Steve. He says that's so sexy. Call or text your questions now. It's like a soap <laughs> commercial, but it is not a soap commercial, people. Welcome back, you mechanical maniacs. Frank yes. and Steve here. It is Red Station right here on 88.7 The Pulse. And I'll tell you right now that that uh, our phone number, 480-655-8870. It's not only local, because you know you got free long distance wherever you are. So you can call from anywhere in the country or the world, 480-655-8870, or text. We would love to hear your questions. Always remember, we have guests. We tell about the community. We talk about all things car, but most importantly, it's you. And if you ever have a question about something that's going on with your car and you want to know, you know, maybe a second opinion or maybe a first opinion, you can just call or text us at 480-655-8870. We'll be glad to try to help you. We got a great show lined up for you guys. Welcome back. Get cozy. Turn up the knob a little bit if you're driving. Uh, just turn it up a little bit. We got a jam-packed show. Steve. I want to say hello to Trish, who yesterday I met. Uh, well, I saw her again, I should say. Trish. And she listens to Wrench Nation all the time. She Rock was at on. the Southwest College of Naturopathic Medicine, which oh. we were doing a remote yesterday afternoon. We all need some of that stuff. And she was our winner of the battery charger thing that we gave out yeah, like a month ago. Yeah, that was some time ago. Yeah. yeah, a month, month and a half ago. And she said she almost needed to use it for someone, but their battery didn't work, and then they got it started somehow. But she said, boy, it was nice to have that. She hasn't used it yet, but of course, it will come in handy. And uh, she said she listens every week, so so hello to Trish. Hello, Trish. And and on that topic, you guys know as a growing show, a live show here done at the East Valley Institute of Technology, uh, certainly find us if you're re-listening to this on iTunes. We're just about all over the internet. You guys rock. We appreciate you. This show is about you. It is. Um, and we've got a show topic we're going to dive in. A lot of you asked, uh, whether it be through Facebook, uh, I've had some emails, some Twitter action. Uh, check engine light. This is going to be a special technical edition, right? For some of you guys, what do we got? A little hissing? We got a little hissing. A little hissing. A little engine hissing. Engine hissing. Talk about that too. That's right. It may sound like a snake under your hood, and typically you've got a check engine light. So we want to break that down. Uh, we did some shows several t- uh, several shows ago about the noises, but we're going to break it down. This show is all about the hissing noise right. coming from your engine. It's not a snake in my engine? What the heck could that be? <laughs> if and it's a rattle, then start worrying. But the hiss is something different. So we're going to dive into that. You know, yep. We're going to figure out what, what that hissing could be. And if you're more apt to lift your hood, we've got some great techniques and tips for you. Do-it-yourselfers. And if you're more prone to say, hey, I don't want to mess with it. I want to take it into the garage. You know, this show is also going to really identify with how do I talk to a mechanic so i stay in control how do i describe my symptoms and you know i can get the most from my experience so that's what our show's about i took my flip-flops off and i think my feet are smelling a little well you guys know listening this is therapy (laughs) so we slow it down we wind it down it's fall break here at even there's no students here that's right and i came to work today in shorts i gotta i gotta tell you in the garage uh we just started a lot of you guys know um, in fact, we've got a lot of great garages across the country, uh, a lot of mechanics listening, big, big hugs to you guys. Thank you. And you're always welcome to call in and 
help with the show. This isn't about Frank and Steve. Uh, We got mechanics listening from all over. Chime in. But I got to tell you, speaking of EVIP and the great automotive program, Yes, we just started... Uh, want to give a big shout out. We started mentoring. You know, we do the mentor sure, program. Sure. We've got a young gentleman, a true gentleman, yep. by the way, of his name is Luca. We're okay. actually going to bring him on the My show. My name is Luca. That was Luca. a song 30 years ago. Luca. I live on the second That's floor. That's it. But Luca started with us at the garage this yeah. past Monday, and he's actually in the program here at EVIT in the automotive program. And now he gets into the garage, the real world. He gets to work under a master technician. Right. Once in a while, he gets to work under my crazy. Uh, situations, but we want to give a big shout out to Luca. And and so you guys know, we are approachable. If you are thinking about a career in the automotive business, uh, whether you've got, you know, you want to get into muscle cars, whether you want to just work on cars uh, from a factory level, you guys know you can reach out to us. Uh, Part of the the goodness of the show is that we really are trying to keep you guys inspired. You know, we talked about women in the industry some shows ago, and you know, you hear these stories well, you can't do it. My uncle said it's a horrible industry, and that's a bunch of beeswax, man. This is an exciting time to get into the industry. So big hugs to Luca. Luca just started. We're going to get Welcome on the show. Welcome to Luca. Yeah, Luca's kicking it. Right for a little news? Yeah, we are. And uh, as you guys know, with the Wrench Nation Auto News, uh, yours truly yes, is, is Mr. Has Tesla a, Has a Rupi. love affair with Mr. Elon <laughs> yeah. Musk of Tesla. I've got uh, some more news for I you think guys. That they, I think that they're, they're, they're padding your pockets there I don't to know. talk about them every week. I don't know the man personally, but I do admire what he's got going on. And Elon Musk made, made an announcement. Elon Musk will make a lot of announcements, but Elon Musk recently stated that he is working on the very next big automotive trend steve okay what do you think is the next trend in automotive well based on everything we've talked about for the past year and a half we've been doing this show i'm gonna say uh autonomous cars maybe okay (laughs) (laughs) all right he's already working on that for sure but no man this is just absolutely uh intriguing elon musk who obviously is a founder ceo of tesla motor Uh, Motors is revered for his visionary ideas. We know this, right? But Elon Musk on Monday, this past Monday, revealed his latest groundbreaking concept is going to be a bid to once again transform the automotive industry by way of a gasoline-powered car. Now, that's a trip. Most of you would have said, no, Frank. Gasoline powered car, we already have them. You guys listen would have probably said, oh, no, he te- he's going to do some more. He's going to bore in and I don't get the it, tunnels. Frank. No, man. He really believes, obviously believes in self-driving, autonomous, and electric. Gas. You said gas. I said gas, man. In a press conference held recently at the headquarters, Elon Musk stated that that is one of the goals. He wants to begin mass production. Okay. Here's the kicker, people. Yes. And I don't know how this is going to do with the Ford family. What would you name an Elon Musk Tesla gas-powered vehicle? What model would that be? Now, we already got the Model 3. We got the Model T, uh, Model S. So, uh, Frank, I'm confused. No, Isn't man. Isn't every car I, gas-powered except... I, Electric I'm con- cars? I'm confused, too, to be honest with you, from a statement from one of the largest, well, largest to, to, to come here in okay. that arena. But why is this amazing? Every car is, is gas-powered. It is gas-powered. What's amazing and intriguing is that Elon Musk has always been behind the electric 
technology yeah. type platform. So are all his cars right now electric? Yes. Oh, they are. They are. I didn't even know that. That's right. And so all that's... Right, so I'm going to call it the G1000 for no. gas 1000. No. Oh. In fact, I'm going to leave it to you guys listening. Oh. I'm going to just say, hey, text or call in. If you can guess the gas-powered car, people, that Elon... A lot of you thought, well, Elon Musk, he don't want nothing to do with gas. Right. But Elon Musk, he announced, Steve, this past Monday that they're coming out. Right. They're working on a gas-powered, efficient, super-efficient car. If you guys want to call in. Or text 480-655-8870. If you know the answer, 480-655-8870. we got to give them something. Yeah, we got we got to give them something we can give them. All right. I'll yeah. give them some concert tickets or some uh, you know Renaissance Festival tickets is right around so the So you're going to guess what model would you name an Elon Musk Tesla. My guess is you might be able to Google it. I will give you a hint. <laughs> I'm going to give you an easy yes. hint. Well, should yes. I give the hint? Go. It is possibly a problem okay. for the Ford family. I Ooh. don't know how he's going to get oh. it. So think about it. 480-655-8870. Text it now. That's uh, news on the Elon Musk wire. We've got right. another topic. We've got a lot of you guys and gals listening. You're all into the tech. You're computer wizards. I respect you. I get a headache just thinking about it. Uh, but NVIDIA, okay. NVIDIA says it's new supercomputer. NVIDIA's NVIDIA be- NVIDIA is behind a lot of a lot of the games out there. They power those computers. But NVIDIA says it's ready to develop. It has right now a new supercomputer that will enable the highest level of automated driving. Okay. Now, what does that mean? You guys know if we're ever going to get to the point of no steering wheel, okay, no pedals, and no mirrors. The basic function of that is we need a supercomputer to handle that. Sure. Now, I'm not suggesting this is going to happen overnight, but NVIDIA uh, is is currently, they've got a promise of a level five autonomy. Now, what is level five? Level five pretty much is the highest level. It is full automation. Okay. You get in the car. You don't do nothing. You can play some blackjack. You can have some lunch. The car is taking over. Wow. So NVIDIA Play a blackjack. You have a dealer in your car with you? I don't know. We talked about that. What would you guys they do? Change if, your money into I chips? mean, some of you would study. Some <laughs> of you wouldn't care less. You'd watch some YouTube videos. But you know, that's a we're a long way off from that. But yeah, look out for Nvidia. They're they're coming out. Uh, they've got that supercomputer, and we'll keep an eye on that as it evolves because that's uh, really. Really cool stuff. How about some shout-outs, Frank? Yeah, this week's shout-outs, people, brought to you by our friends at Revelco. Oh, yeah. Slap a car thief in the face, people, before you even get there. Uh, the little gray plug, you can catch it. Visit WrenchNation.tv. Never going to get it. Never going to get it. And our shout-outs are going out to a couple of great folks. Uh, you know, we talked about you guys listening in the Bay's Apex 2017. That's the big uh, technology expo out in... Uh, Las Vegas, you guys need to head out there. Uh, check that out out in Vegas. Uh, you can catch that on WrenchNation.tv. And a big shout out to our friend, the one and only John Gardner on Velocity TV. Check out his show, Tech Garage. I got to tell you, that's one of the greatest trade ahead. You will learn stuff. You know, we all love Horsepower TV, but check out Tech Garage on Velocity, John Gardner. All right, we'd love to hear from you. What's the name of that? Elon Musk, new gas car. What's the model? Text us at 480-655-8870. We'll get you some tickets or some Dutch Bros or some Krispy Kreme donuts or all that good stuff. Of course, Wrench Nation is here for you around the nation at 480-655-8870. WrenchNation.tv. Wrench Nation on Facebook and Twitter. We'll be right back. Wrench Nation Car Talk on 887 The Pulse. We've already got two people 
well, who I know don't... the model yeah. that they're going to name the new Elon Musk gas-powered vehicle. We've got Pat on the phone. Hello, Pat. How are you? Hey, Pat. I'm good, gentlemen. How are you? Well, uh, we're, we're just trying to figure this out, Pat. I mean, I, you know, I, I, when I read the news, I was like, what? Wait a minute. Elon Musk coming out with a gas car? Have you heard about that, Pat? I actually had not heard about it, but when you uh, you kind of gave it away when you said I know it, this is the problem. <laughs> we're too easy, on Rich Nation. So, what do you think? If you were Elon Musk, you got the Model Three, the Model S, and a few others. Um, what would you name this gas-powered car to come? Well, I agreed with you. Model G would make sense. Ah. you're probably going to call it a Model T. Wow, Daddy. <laughs> Wow, think about that. Well, what do you think, Pat? You think, I, I, I'm thinking Ford family, get involved? That's a coveted name. I'm going to sue you. Oh, yeah, especially since they made them. I think it was from 1913 to 27. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know 27 was the last. I don't remember the first year. So. And then oh, they yeah. went into the Model A after well, that. Well, they're calling it Model T, and it's quoted by Elon Musk. Honestly, a lot of people, as he says, don't really seem to care if their cars are electric. That's what Elon Musk is saying. Pat, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Gilbert. Very nice. Driving around the valley. Appreciate you listening to Wrench Nation. I'm going to text you in a few minutes. We'll get you some prizes, okay? That's wonderful. Love uh, listening to you guys. Thank you very much. Also, Mo, who's texted in, he had it too, the Model T. Model T. I yep. mean, I, I think uh, you guys, as you text in, we'll, we'll get you some giveaways here. Uh, we're talking about engine vacuum hissing, people. Yep. Uh, we really try to break it down. We're going to get a little, not too technical. But I know a lot of you may do some, you know, weekend work. and Well, let's bring in the wiser advisor. Yeah. JB is on from Bolt-On Technology. Hello, JB. Yo, guys. What is happening? How are you all doing? Good. Now, hold on. Now, the jingle is almost ready, but here's how it's going to go. Are you all ready? Right. This is a jingle for right. the okay. wiser here advisor. Here he goes. Working on cars from dusk till dawn. The wiser advisor from Bolt-On. Oh, wait. What? <laughs> no. Wait. You don't like my jingle? Man, this ain't the QV. Uh, this is that's the, what it's going to be. It's a QVC channel. That's going to be. I don't know. You guys vote in if <laughs> you, you listen. You got to have a nice jingle like that. If you like that jingle, do it one more time. Okay, ready? Working on cars from dusk till dawn. The wiser advisor from Bolt On. Oh, I, oh, I don't know. I don't you don't know. like my jingle? Well, <laughs> what, I don't know. JB, JB, the wiser advisor. We like the wiser <laughs> advisor. I think that's cool. That's not too... I think we get away with that. People... I don't think we, yeah. we haven't had any hate mail or anything. No, no, you know, not at but, all. Uh, so, wiser advisor, Mr. JB from Bolton, we are talking about uh, what could be a problem for a lot of you out there driving. A check engine light comes on, and you hear this hissing noise uh, in the bays. We we're going to focus now this hissing noise related to a vacuum leak. I uh, want to cover some basics before we bring in JB. Think of your engine, people, as one big air pump i mean there's a lot going on for pressure as it relates to combustion those pistons are moving up and down creating power which relates to pressure and that has all got to be sealed so let's keep it simple don't get complicated think of a air pump and that's how you got to think of that engine now when you develop a hissing yes unless you're from australia steve that could be a snake, because Australia's got lots of problems with hissing and snakes, but more than likely, you are dealing with an engine vacuum leak. And so, JB, um, I, I know that you have seen your fair share of vacuum leaks in the bays. Yep. What is one of, you know, one of the easiest things, if we can break it down, for someone right now listening that has a vacuum leak, and eh, I don't want to go to the dealer right now or go to my little local garage, 
What's one of the first things you recommend to check if they've got this hissing? Well, definitely to che- uh, check the hoses underneath the hood. And one of the things that I found that helps you... Which hoses? Weird. Which hoses? Well, the vacuum hoses. I'm sorry. The vacuum okay. hoses because they run all over the top of the engine and underneath the cowling and things of that sort. Now, wait a minute. Let's break it down. Vacuum hoses are... They, well, they can be small hoses, correct? Like three-eighths yes. inch of a hose, maybe yep. half an inch, uh, that sort of thing. So what you're saying is when you lift the engine uh, hood, you're going to listen for where that hissing is coming, that area. That's pretty simple to do, yeah? Yes, yes. And what actually makes it easier to follow the sound is have somebody shut the engine off because those vacuum leaks tend to go and make a louder noise as they shut down. Ah, so they, they elevate in, in their noise situations when you go to wind the motor down, shut yeah. it off. All right, so vacuum lines for sure. One of the things I've seen in the bays over the last, you know, almost 30 years is something real simple, guys. You, got, you just got an oil change. You went in, it was Saturday, getting the car washed, I'm going to get an oil change. Uh, then I'm going to take the kids to the park and I got some shopping, a nice Saturday going. And your car was fine. You got an oil change. And then you come out after the oil change, check engine light comes on, and you hear this hissing. What I have seen, guys, if we get into that drive through lube shop mentality, in other words, you treat it like you would your cheeseburger experience going through a drive through sometimes they'll forget to properly reinstall that air snorkel, right? JB, you've seen this, that air snorkel that goes to the air box that houses the air filter. Yep, that's one of those common things. And also, sometimes the oil cap being left off is going to make some noise. Oh, yeah. Check engine light, too. Well, make noise, make a mess. Boy, oil cap's a problem in some occasions. That'll that'll miss oil. But I want you guys to get back to basics. And if you did get an oil change, check that air box area. That air filter housing along, especially, well, gosh, I mean, every vehicle, but I, I think we'd all agree the European vehicles are very sensitive. If you're driving a Mercedes or a BMW, um, that whole area, boy, that's measured air. And if we're leaking, that's going to cause some hissing, cause a rough idle, and cause a check engine light. So check the basics, people. Now, if you did that and you figured, well, you know, I'm not really seeing anything basic. Oh, gosh. Now i got to take it into my, my local garage. You've done your research. Or perhaps you have a relationship. What would you expect a mechanic, an automotive technician, to do. So, JB, tell us, what are some of the tests to identify where this leak is coming from, those hard-to-find leaks? What would a mechanic do to find out what's going on there? Well, the old-fashioned way of doing it, and of course I'll start with that, is taking some brake cleaner or another type of spray and just spraying it over the area where you think the leak is, and you'll hear the engine speed change because the fluid's going to kind of clog that up for a little bit. The more modern method is they literally put smoke. Yeah, you can't see vacuum. Yeah, you put a little smoke in there. Sure. And we put a little pressure in there, and you put a little smoke in there, and where you see a little wisp of smoke coming up, that's where you're going to start looking for your leak. Yeah, some of those leaks, you guys have to understand, there are many components uh, to the air induction system, uh, to the vacuum system, uh, to the engine, period. And uh, we've got a special guest coming up from Dorman Products uh, that's going to talk about some of the the areas of an engine that gets a little more in depth. Um, you guys can do these repairs, but uh, we're going to cover that a little bit more. I got to tell you something funny, man. This is crazy. When I first started wrenching, right, early 90s, and, you know, when, when I don't care what you do, but when you first start, JB, like the first two years, you know, and if you're not in a good environment, like I was not in a good environment, 
you just uh, like, oh man, you question like, oh, do I really do I do I want to continue doing this because they're, you know, the floors are dirty and it's greasy and you got some crazy maniac yelling, where's all you know? But I got to tell you, I worked with a guy, um, I don't remember his name, but he had a vac. There was a vacuum leak that came in. I had no clue. I was a young technician, young mechanic. You know, I was pulling cylinder heads. I had no drivability experience, and so. This car came in hissing away, and this guy was chewing gum, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> he took his gum, and he put it on where it was hissing. Really? Yeah. Thought like, maybe it stopped the leak? I'm like, is this the glorious <laughs> automotive industry that I'm in? But, JB, this dude took the, gu- the bubble gum he That's had, funny. and he, I guess there was a little hole on a vacuum line. At that time, I'm just scratching my head. I said, don't you need something fancy? Don't we need to replace a tool or replace a part with a fancy tool? But, yeah, dude, he, he just took the gum and put it on there, and that was that. Um, but... So I think it's important that you guys understand if you have a hissing noise, one of the other areas, Steve, uh, JB, the brake booster. That's that's a huge vacuum reservoir. Wow. Isn't it? That's a big one. That's, that's a big well, one, Frank, I think because yeah. when you get that leak there, it does a whole lot of crazy things. Um, it's a big one, so the engine's going to race a bit. The check engine light's probably going to go on. And your car is going to take off, and you'll be like, what the heck? And then you hit that the brake, is a lot of air. feel like there's no brakes. Yeah, remember, guys, that booster is going to assist. Now, if you got an old 1950s pre-booster, in other words, it was just hydraulic, you know, those cars had a hard pedal and took a little more effort, but that brake booster does just that. It boosts the ability to brake, so when you, tep- you step on that brake, boy, it's, you can just lightly stop, and it's easy. So that brake booster, you guys, is situated typically, not always, but typically around the driver's side area of the engine bay by the firewall. And if you're hearing a large <laughs> kind of noise, boy, that was sound effects right there. I'm sorry, can you repeat that, please? <laughs> I'm not doing that one again. <laughs> but if you're hearing a large sucking noise, people, I mean, the check engine light probably will be flashing. Uh, your brake pedal is going to be extremely hard. It's going to become hard. It's going to freak you out. You're going to be like, oh, goodness, what's happening? But I got to tell you, you may get lucky, right? You pop that hood while the engine's running. It's cool. Be safe. Make sure you're okay. And go on that brake booster area, and there's a pretty large hose coming off the engine into a check valve, and that check valve goes into the brake booster. You may just easily find a temporary fix of just reattaching that large source of vacuum coming from the engine right into that check valve and get you to the next stop. You always got to make sure you find the proper fix. In our world, JB, it's all about cause and effect. So if that line came off from that large booster, there's, a, there's probably other problems. Engine mounts, maybe moving the engine mm-hmm. a little bit. So uh, we got about a minute left. What are some of the other areas that you can think of uh, that can develop these vacuum leaks, JB? Well, um, a lot of the engines nowadays have a plastic intake manifold, and oh. sometimes the seal between the intake manifold and the engine itself, which is metal, kind of wears out and that's going to cause a pretty big leak that's that plenum that upper intake that's uh mm-hmm. kind of an air reservoir and it's ready to you know give you that air as you accelerate uh which is really cool gave a lot of small engines a lot more power so that's something that may be a little more difficult um to isolate definitely probably needs a smoke test there steve and uh that may require a bit more time sometimes you have to replace the whole intake wow. uh, upper intake there's uh updated designs uh there, there's all kinds of stuff but definitely I'll look at that as a source for sure. I just think putting the gum on it maybe just solves it all. I don't know, man. I, that, I like that piece almost, of advice. Imagine, I almost didn't want to get in this business. That's the gum a big and, fix. No, it's not good. JB, you rock, brother. We always appreciate you hanging. The wiser advisor, we're going to get that jingle ready for you. 
All right. Thank you, guys. All right. JB Bolt-On Technology, thank you so much for being on. It is Wrench Nation. Of course, your calls and text 480-655-8870. And you guys stick around. We've got one of the largest manufacturers of automotive parts, Dorman Products. You may have heard of them. Uh, We've got Kirk from Dorman Products coming on board to talk about some parts. He'll be in next on Wrench Nation. Don't go anywhere. Bolt-On Technologies, automotive software solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt-On Technologies software provide customer vehicle condition reports, including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Nation Car Talk on 88.7 The Pulse. Call or text your questions now. 480-655-8870 with your hosts, Frank and Steve. We are back with Steve and Frank here on Wrench Nation on The Pulse. Hello, Frank. Rock on, people. Welcome back. And uh, big shout-outs. We've got a bunch of you great ranchers listening out in uh, Pennsylvania. The Automotive Service Association. Don't forget your training, people. You can only be as good as you're going to be with training. ASA Pennsylvania has got their big Super Saturdays coming out uh, October 14th. So sign up. It's not too late. You can get on to ASAPennsylvania.org, uh, and that's where you'll find that information. We're back with you. We're talking Vacuum League, Steve. Uh, one of the things that uh, I want you to just know, guys, I think we should cover symptoms. Well, Frank, great. I may hear it, but what else? We talked about a brake pedal. If you got a brake booster that may be leaking large, I mean, that's going to be a large leak. Rough idle for sure, people. If you developed a rough idle, sometimes this hissing, you may not hear. If you're deaf like me, you may not hear it, but you'll feel a rough idle. You may not even have a check engine light. A lot of times, especially on the older cars, a check engine light may not come on. Right. Uh, extended crank, hard starts. Uh, it's going, you're going to have some symptoms because we're sucking in too much air. I'm excited, Steve. we got a very special guest in yes. studio. Uh, we've got Kirk. Kirk Waltz. Am I pronouncing it right? Yes. Uh, Kirk Waltz with Dorman Products. Look, you people know Dorman. You've been in the parts store. Uh, Dorman's come a very long way. Uh, one of the leading aftermarket suppliers of automotive parts. Welcome, Kirk, to the show, man. Thanks for stopping Thank you. by. Appreciate it. Yeah. That was a brief studio audience clap right there. <laughs> but uh, for those that may not know, tell us the history. You guys have a storied history. Dorman. What, what is Dorman? We have. We've been around since uh, 1918. Um, started out as a uh, nut and bolt, cotter pen, just the, the small tech trays. That was a big business back then. Absolutely. I mean, everything was held together with nut and bolts before we decided to put manifolds and all this stuff. So uh, long history. What did it develop into from uh, early 1900s? When did you see a big change? Uh, the big change started back in the 80s. Um, Richard and Stephen Berman um, developed a our, what we call our helpline. It's like the window crank handles, door handles. And you guys listening, knobs. you know about that help, uh, the help section, helpline, yep. um, which I think is brilliant. A lot of you guys get lost. I get lost, and we what do we, what do, we do? Uh, if I buy a part from Dorman, I may need some help. Absolutely. And so the 80s brought that on. Yep. All right. So um, what are you guys doing these days with these days, uh, manufacturing? Absolutely. Starting back um, in the late 90s, we got into our OE solutions. So really a lot of the products that... What is OE? A lot of us are listening. Original equipment. And what does that mean to me as a that driver? Means where you have to go to the dealership to be able to purchase an item because it's not available in the aftermarket. Sure. Okay. So the idea is that if you want... You want factory level replacement parts that's oe 
Correct. Okay, go ahead. So we started uh, developing a lot of the, the body uh, components, interior, um, complex electronics. Door handles, things like that. Absolutely. Instrument clusters. Yep. Right. So that's that. Uh, so if I got a bad speedo gauge or I have, let's say, uh, a fuel gauge issue, it's not the fuel pump in the tank, mm-hmm. and I know that I've got to replace the instrument panel, that cluster of gauges, you have that product. Absolutely. That's awesome. Well, let me ask you this. With technology blazing away, what currently is one of those parts that you're seeing a lot of that you may not have seen five years ago? If I can say that, what's really an uptick for your manufacturing with parts these days? Uh, one of them, kind of going back to what you were talking about, electric vehicles, would be hybrid batteries. Oh, hybrid batteries. You guys drive the, the Toyota Prius. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So tell us about that. You got Dorman as a manufacturer got involved. Uh, there was a need. And you guys do an awesome job. Tell us about the hybrid battery you offer. Uh, right now, we're up to uh, 14 different SKUs. Um, SKUs meaning different the, platforms? Different, correct. Okay. Um, we purchased a manufacturing facility out of Sanford, North Carolina. So okay. everything's made here in the U.S. Right. Um, unfortunately, with the Prius, Panasonic has a strong patent on, on the oh, battery cells. Oh, those patents. They all, so, well, you got to respect that because I'm sure Dorman has some patents. Those are, absolutely. Yes. They, they are a, a remand product. Okay. Uh, but we go through an extensive quality control process, uh, making sure all the cells are even. Because with hybrid batteries, it, if a battery or if a cell is lower or higher, the other cells are going to start drawing from it. So it's a balanced project and, and, and uh, a process that you guys have the quality controls in place. You know, today we're talking about those engine vacuum leaks. And, you know, we talked about the upper intake, uh, known as the plenum as well. Mm-hmm. And they're plastic uh, for the most part. Most of them are mm-hmm. plastic. I know there's some variations in composition. You guys make that. We do. All right. Now, a good manufacturer, which you, you guys are, and I know you are. You've been around for a long time. You're also going to say, hey, you know what? We see a flaw in a design. You're going to update a design. Correct. Right. And I think that's key. So if you guys are listening, um, when you go in to buy parts, let's say in this case, we're talking these uh, engine vacuum leaks and engine plenum, or there's a snorkel, right? Mm-hmm. That big air boot going from the air filter housing uh, maybe has that mass airflow up to the throttle body of the engine, pretty sizable. We call it a snorkel because mm-hmm. it's a pretty sizable piece. That's something that you can buy, and you can get that from Dorman. Um, but there's the updated design factor, which means there's going to be some improvement, and that's what I will speak for a lot of us in the industry. That's what really makes a big difference for us in the base. Right. And that's one thing um, our product managers look at. They'll buy the OE units, strip it down, and, and trying to figure out what's failing on that. Let me so ask that you we something. Can Product managers, that's a, that's, a, that's a big title. Is that a <laughs> stressful position? I mean, do you go in, what's a product manager? Does he go in there and break things? Does he take in cue for what's happening in the marketplace? That fascinates me. How, do you do, how does a product manager know what needs to be incre- you know, improved? So let me uh, backtrack just a little bit. Yeah. So Dorman has an ideation team. They go around all year long. Strictly talking to technicians. This is an idea team. Correct. This is like so, working at Apple. So yeah. So if <laughs> if you guys have seen seen a, <laughs> I, I a love flaw them. from the OE, all right. We take that in. Okay. And it's filtered down to the product managers. They start re re engineering that to figure out why is it failing? Is it something else that causes that? Right. Or is it just a bad design? Right. I love that. I mean, so I like ideation more than anything. I love that word. Um, so what's the idea for parts? In the future, what is Dorman looking at 
We talked about hybrid batteries. Um, you pretty much have, um, what's the count? Is it hundreds? Is it thousands of parts available? If I can, if I can ask that you're, you're available for anything just about on the vehicle. Most, a lot of parts. I don't know how many we're up to, but hundreds. I've, heard, I, I've, I've looked heard at your it, catalog. Yeah. <laughs> it's well close to like 50 or 60,000. Yeah. Oh gosh. Big. There's, so there's a good chance if somebody's going to buy a part and it's aftermarket, Dorman is leading the way. I would say so. And I'm going to say thank you, program directors and managers and ideation team, because I don't <laughs> think you could get that done without that. So let me ask you, as we said, where are we going with parts? We hear about electric. You talked about hybrid batteries. Where are we going with that? What can we expect? I, I mean, would what's... say the, the biggest thing with the, uh, the parts and, and uh, the design of vehicles nowadays, you're getting more complex electronics. Yeah. Where uh, 2015 Tahoe has... 60 different computers on board. Yeah, we well, have to we have ten, to diagnose it. And when somebody says, prior, do you do a free check engine light? <laughs> <laughs> not with uh, 50 million lines of code, maybe right. not. <laughs> but uh, so you're in that arena, and I, I think uh, telematics, vehicle-to-vehicle -vehicle communication. I mean, this is all cutting edge. Um, I know that there are uh, several manufacturers out there uh, from the OE side uh, that are involved. And I think down in the bays, what we're seeing, truthfully, we've got a lot of mechanics that listen to the show, a lot of automotive technicians. Boy, it's blazing away with technology, and there's more need to buy that specialized equipment. Uh, for example, and I know eventually, Dorman, if you're not looking now, you're going to be in this arena, is the driver awareness systems, mm -hmm. the cameras. Um, you guys know that if you have corrective steering, that there's a camera living somewhere or radar. And so that has to be all calibrated. You know, so I give an example of the Volkswagen mm -hmm. um, Jetta. Uh, you have to pull the front clip, that front bumper out, to pretty much work on just about anything front engine-wise. Well, those cameras live in there. Those cameras have to – we can't just put the bumper back and finish it. We did a great job sealing up the water pump or replacing the water pump, but now the car permanently pulls to the right. So I'm sure Dorman's involved as well in those driver awareness systems. That's coming up. Um, tell me more about vacuum leaks that products that you have. We talked about the intakes, brake boosters. Are you in the brake business? Um, just a little, not a okay. whole lot. Yeah. What do you say the forte is? Where's, where's the forte for Dorman uh, regarding automotive parts today? Uh, we're heavily into emissions. Okay. Yeah. That frustrates people. Car runs great. They fail emissions. Do you know mechanics have to duck when we have to... Hey, your car runs great, but you need to spend money getting the check engine light off. That's frustrating. Tell us about those emissions components. Um, what, uh, what can one expect on the car? Um, some of the sensors, throttle position sensors. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and we have several of those, um, the secondary air injection pumps. Oh, we see a lot of those. Yep. Yeah. Um, one that we're seeing quite a bit now that we um, uh, developed are, is the fuel pressure sensor for the Fords. Where you have to replace that entire line, well, we is that back of the gas tank? The Correct. F, the fuel tank pressure sensor. Correct. Yes. Okay. So we simplified that since the one from Ford, you have to buy the big long line. I love it. You're modifying. You're you're you're. It's not just let's produce product. Let's reproduce what's already there. Sell it cheaper. It's not about cheap people. But you're saying with the ideation team and all these developers, let's make this better. Right. And that is awesome. Um, that is awesome. Um, so. On the Dorman product line, uh, we are talking these vacuum leaks, but you guys do other things. Trim pieces, collision 
Um, so door handles. We still do door handles. Um, uh, a lot of window switches, door lock actuators, a lot of the newer vehicles with the keyless entry. It has a built-in computer on the lock. We have those as well. Yeah, it's all about that computer. Nothing. Steve, yes. someday an oil funnel will have a computer on it. That would be scary. It would. It used to buy an oil funnel the for $2. Out will explode when it, now when it's, got oil a, it. it's got a processor. <laughs> it looks at you and tells you if you're overflowing. So, um, so Dorman products um, offered internationally. I'd like to dive in a little bit globally for Dorman. Do you see a market in South America... You know, we have listeners from all over the world, actually, from our podcast. Are you available? You're online. People can buy Dorman anywhere. We do have a, uh, a central South American t- sales team. Okay. Um, so we are down there. Um, okay. We, as well, working with the uh, the re- major retailers, AutoZone, right. um, Napa, O'Reilly's. Yeah. They have locations down there that Absolutely. Service. I mean, that's the thing we said. If you guys are going into your local AutoZone or Napa, uh, or O'Reilly, Advanced Auto Parts. You probably you probably got some Dorman, Dorman products sitting sitting on the shelf. So uh, we're talking vacuum leaks. We mentioned brake booster. We mentioned that up uh, the intake. Uh, we're going to come back. We're going to dive in a little bit further. Kirk, we appreciate you. Stop. Give us a website for those that want to you know peruse uh, peruse Dorman product. It's DormanProducts.com. Uh, you can do a year make model search. If you have a an OE part number, you can do a cross on there as well. That is awesome. Easy peasy. Dormanproducts.com, Steve. We'll be back with you guys. We are going to talk a little bit more about those hissing noises, those vacuum leaks. we got Greg Buckley from Delaware coming up. 480-655-8870. That's our number. Of course, Wrench Nation on Facebook and Twitter and WrenchNation.tv. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Wrench Nation Car Talk. On 88.7 The Pulse. Yes, that's what it is, Wrench Nation. You find us every Wednesday at 4 o'clock in Mountain. It's Mountain Daylight Time and Pacific Time because coming up in a couple weeks, it's going to be time change. And uh, what, what do you call that? Uh, daylight, <laughs> daylight savings, savings time. But out it's here. been so long since we had to move our clocks that yeah. you kind of forget what it's called. We don't change our clock here, but around the country, it's uh, 4 o'clock Pacific Time always, okay? Uh-oh. On the phone with us, the blue hen of Delaware, Mr. Greg Buckley. Welcome back, Mr. Hey, hey, Buckley. Hey. On, what is happening, Mr. Big Daddy oh, Greg man. Buckley out of I Delaware? Am. What are you know, doing? Man, I'm, well, you know, I'm down here in Baltimore just trying to shed a little sunshine on uh, a bunch of shop owners. You are, and I just got to tell the people. we, Like I said, we got a lot of, just about everybody, a uh, wide variety of folks. We got a lot of great mechanics and shop owners listening. Greg, you always champion the industry. Greg works with the Automotive Training Institute helps other garages become better, and that's what it's about. Greg, we're talking about vacuum leaks. I want to recap you guys. Welcome back. Uh, We talked about that hissing noise, some of the common areas. I'm going to recap. Air snorkel, that's that air box between the air box and the engine throttle. A big snorkel. Take a look at that. Um, You may get away in the snorkel situation. That's why I see keep duct tape in the back. Um, You know, until you can get it fixed permanently, Sometimes duct tape works as a temporary fix. In fact, duct tape in a lot of occasions, people, for these rubber vacuum lines. I love leak, duct tape. They can get you out of a bind if you're on your way to California or from, you know, your Jersey. You're driving up to PA or head over to Canada. Duct tape can do wonders. That leaking brake booster will be a large leak. You'll definitely see, hear that one. That's over by the driver's side, typically on the firewall. And, Greg, we always love having you on the show. You're down there teaching a bunch of shop owners to be better and be the best they can be. I want to get into the conversation. Now, we got some people that already know, hey, Frank, yeah, I got the hissing. 
and I've had it for a month. I can get away with it. What damage can happen if we kind of say, nah, I don't need to fix this? Yeah, what's oh, going to happen? We, what's going to happen? Know, well, you know, you, you start off with the fact that you know, vacuum leaks can occur anywhere. Because like you said, it's, you know, that's one big Hoover under the hood. It is, right? man. It's, it's a big pump. You know what I mean? Air pumping. It's a big pumping. Old Hoover. It's a Dyson. You name it. It's, it's a big vacuum. <laughs> well, mod- I mean? don't say that. So, Elon Musk may be listening. He's already said he's coming out with a gas-powered Model <laughs> T. I don't know. Be careful. <laughs> yes. I don't know about that, man. That might be a little bit of fake news. Man. I, and I, and I maybe, know, hey, maybe after that, he'll do the crank-up. Vehicle, we just crank up the engine. Hey, I'm for that. I'd go back there. <laughs> so the damage likely. So we we talked about this vacuum, this hissing leak. So yeah. we're really sucking yeah. too much air that offsets the air fuel mixture. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Now, so what kind of damage so, could happen? Well, you, you when anytime you offset the fuel ratio, you know you, you can the car doesn't run right. It can misfire and and you know cause a lot of damage and and it causes all kinds of uh, issues with fuel management. So your computer is really trying to fire injectors either more often or not enough, so it really stresses the whole system out. Damage can then be anywhere emission-related. You know, if you have a too lean of a situation where you have uh, the, the ratios are off, you could burn the catalytic converter out. If you're dumping too much fuel, you're going to do the same thing. You could be... Uh, so that just- catalytic converter, uh, that you, uh, I, a lot of us listening... Uh, you say catalytic converter, and that's like mm-hmm. big... That's big money. That's mechanic... Where's that mechanic? I want to choke him for giving me that kind of news. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, it's not healthy. The bottom line is no, what we're doing. Healthy. I want to back up. We talked about air fuel mixture, uh, known right. as that air fuel ratio. In a perfect world, people, 14.7 parts air right. to one part fuel. If right. you've got a vacuum leak or this hissing, it's sure. sucking more air. It's going to put more air in. Well, guess what? The computer Greg is talking about, Steve, that computer says it's only going to, it's going to look at input information mm-hmm. input says oh we got more vacuum i need more fuel right you need more fuel and right. that's where guys you may not it, look the symptoms may not be like dancing like the macarena rough idle but it may be slight we say oh, i'll get in when i can but you got to realize you now have got partially burned fuel right mm-hmm. or unburned yep. fuel because we're just loading those cylinders up because we are sucking air, which the computer says, hey, man, give me more fuel. You, you're doing right. something with this throttle. You're at NASCAR. You're running hard. Um, talk about valve train. You know, a large vacuum leak is not healthy for the cylinder head, the valve train. No, not at all. I mean, you have issues where, you know, let's, let's say that um, in some cases, and in a lot of cases, you know, uh, the intake, the lower intake uh, will leak. And even the upper intake, you know, there's a two-part intake for yeah. all your listeners out there. You know, the old-style motors used to have one solid intake. It was that was it. An intake, and that was it. Yeah. Now you got two-part. you got the air chamber, which is the plenum, which sits up top, and that's connected to the lower intake, which goes to the block. So whenever you have this type of situation, damage to the cylinder heads, uh, you can overheat the situation when you're running too You get a lean. You run lean. It runs hotter. Right, you run yeah. yeah. Right. It runs hotter. And right. a lot of people think, well, what do you mean it runs leaner? Well, you know, the fuel is used to actually cool things down a little bit. It quenches, it quenches, yeah. It quenches it, right. So when you don't have that, that engine tends to overheat. Now, yeah. it might not... It sounds it like my marriage. I need some quenching in my marriage. There you uh, go. There you I go. think, right. yeah. So, yeah, so all these, all these elements come into play, and you actually start to deteriorate or damage the motor. And again, the motor may not overheat, like boil over. 
you won't see that kind of a scenario. But what you will see is that you're really stressing out the cylinder walls, the head gas. Cylinder temperatures, and, where that, yeah, that explosion, that combustion, that's the business right. of power. Boy, that runs, that runs, that runs lean. That's going to run higher temperatures. So, yep. uh, pinging. Uh, you know, we mentioned symptoms. You, if you accelerate mm-hmm. and we're running lean, your engine can also ping. It does sound like Correct. marbles. Oh my goodness, who put marbles in my engine? Uh, because it'll ping. And so, it's really important, guys. If you have a hissing vacuum leak, maybe associated with the check engine light, that is got to be checked out. Greg, real quick, we got about thirty seconds. Uh, yeah, tell man. us where folks can find you. What are you, you doing? Where are you at? You can go to buckleysautocare.com, and you'll see our smiling faces right there. If you're in the Wilmington, Delaware area, you're welcome to stop in. We're located in the lovely town of Newport, Delaware. Uh, stop in, say hi. You can see us online. You can check us out on Facebook anywhere. Just go to buckleysautocare.com, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll take care of you. Bucky, Buckley, how far are you from Louisville, Kentucky? How many hours? Uh, about... 14? Oh, geez. Okay, I won't be coming over there in June. I'll have to come out there another time. (laughs) I'm thinking Skills Skills USA maybe next year. We'll get you in as a guest. We'll bring bring you over to Louisville. The National. Uh, We we got to hang. Come hang with us. We're going to get Mike Rowe in there, too. Absolutely, my guys. All right? That's it. Rock on, brother. Thank you, Greg Buckley. The Wrench Nation Wild and Wacky News on Wheels. All right, this is sounding a little ridiculous now. You guys, you know, you know about the Batmobile. But that Florida man out there, uh, he's selling a 1987 Mustang Batman. Now, is it, is it from the 89 movie? I mean, did he more make it look like the modern I, Batmobile or the what, old Batmobile? Our friends at Autoblog.com, they've got the pictures on this thing. I, it does, I don't know. It's an 87 platform. And uh, you got to bless these people for trying to come up with some weirdness here. Right. So uh, you can catch that news there. How can I buy pictures. it? Auto blog. Well, it's listed. <laughs> yeah, how much? It, I just Google 80, 86 Batman Beale uh, Mustang platform. I don't know. It doesn't tell me where I could buy it. All right, all right. But it's got eBay. E- uh, maybe <laughs> Amazon. Have it delivered in an hour. I'm saying Elon Musk. You need. You need. You got the Model Three, Model S, possibly a Model T. What about a What about a Tesla? Batman Mobile. That's what I'm talking about. This is Red Station. Awesome to have you here with us this week. We'll be back next Wednesday at 4 o'clock Pacific time right here on Wrench Nation. Rock on. You guys find us on iTunes. And if you catch in the replay, we appreciate you guys. We appreciate your comments. Like us. Tell us what show topics you'd like to have. And uh, get on the Facebook, uh, Wrench Nation, and Twitter. We're here for you. One big community. We appreciate you guys. And as I say every week, be safe, hug each other, and never forget to hug a mechanic.